The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Of course, flu season is creeping up on us. Many parents are turning to multivitamins as a way to look out for their children's immune systems. Sheena, I was told a long time ago that what multivitamins achieve is they get you more expensive urine. Is that the case? It can be. So this is a huge topic and exactly why I wanted to address it, because really and truly parents and people in general are bombarded with marketing from multivitamin companies. And as a community pharmacist, you know, we even find on the ground in pharmacy, we have different companies telling telling us that their product is going to change our customers' lives every other week. And it's exhausting. So I wanted to just bring my common sense approach to this topic once more, because I feel like, you know, you can end up, I think, you know, expecting vitamins to change your life. We all know, and it can't be avoided, we all know that the best way to get your multivitamins and nutrients is from your food. However, not everyone has a perfect diet. There are plenty of groups of people who can't, for medical reasons, obtain the food that they need through um, the vitamins they need through their food. For example, I have a daughter who's celiac, so she has special needs. There's lots of people like that with various issues like malabsorption orders. Then you've got, I suppose, the children in general who, after a lot of, I suppose, engagement with my Instagram followers on um, Wondercare underscore Ireland, they will say that, you know, their children are beige food eaters. They can't get them to eat rainbow. And that's very understandable. Children go through phases where they're not going to be having optimum nutrition and you can absolutely fight with them about it or you can just accept it and do your best and try and keep mealtime positive. No child is going to go through to college or university or into their 20s eating only crackers. But there are times during kind of toddlerhood and I suppose, you know, the the young preteens where people can be fussy and that's very hard to contend with. So I suppose what I wanted to do was address that with parents. And I think parents are another group who are very busy. A lot of people now are working parents. They're trying to hold down two jobs could be full time nine to five. The kids could be in crash. They're trying to come home. How we expect them to be able to come up with a completely nutritionally balanced meal. I think we have to be realists. So, for example, even last night, my own children, I was giving them leftovers because I'd had a busy, busy day and it was chicken fetus from the night before and I underestimated how much we had. So <laughs> I ended up eating a bowl of crunching of cornflakes <laughs> while watching them eating the nutritious, healthy meal. Life gets in the way and sometimes we're eating in our cars, we're eating on the move. So there are some adults as well for which multivitamins could be a benefit. Okay, so if you are the enforced crunchy nut cornflake consumer or if you are the beige food eating child, what are the multivitamins you should go for? Or rather, what are the vitamins you should go for? Because multi covers a multitude. It does, exactly. And so I have made charts on my website that are free to, you know, download for people just to try and cut the nonsense out of this whole issue. There's lots of different vitamins you need. And what I would say is there's different groups. So there are multivitamins available for all age groups and these don't need to be hugely expensive. But the reference intakes are what to look out for. And I've detailed those in my charts that are available. These are set out by EU legislation. So these aren't, you know, just made up. There are essential vitamins and minerals. A lot of the uh, multivitamin brands will have a whole host of other added ingredients that maybe don't have the evidence behind them. And I definitely urge parents to watch out for that. So what you're looking for is, you know, a good balance of your vitamin A 
all your B vitamins, vitamin C, D. I want to emphasize D because actually everyone in Ireland has HSE guidance should be taking a vitamin D supplement. Now just explain that because that's relatively new guidance for a lot of people and it is the one where no matter what you're eating, you're not likely to get enough vitamin D in Ireland. No, because the only way that vitamin D is produced in our bodies is in response to sun exposure. And even in the height of summer in Ireland, you'd want to be standing outside in shorts and a T-shirt, you know, for four hours. <laughs> and it's not always, you know, possible or... Nor recommended, given that yeah. you're not meant to be in the sun for cancer reasons. Exactly. And our latitude actually puts us at a greater risk of that. So it is important to supplement with vitamin D. Vitamin D is essential to help the uptake of calcium. And we know that children and adults, particularly as you get older, your vitamin D requirements actually increase. So every group... Wasn't it a vitamin D um, deficiency that gave... Wasn't that the cause of rickets? Yeah, exactly. And also, actually, there was a link formed by uh, some studies done in Trinity that the role of vitamin D in immune health, it became so apparent during the pandemic because actually people with depleted vitamin D stores were falling more foul of the symptoms of COVID. So... You know, there's a lot of vitamins that have a a role in immune health, namely vitamin A, E, C, D and zinc. The one thing I always kind of try to urge caution with is there are different types of vitamins. You have fat soluble vitamins. There are only four of them. So I'm not going to make this too confusing. But basically, they dissolve in fat. okay, and that's the way they're stored in your body. And then there are water soluble vitamins. So when you said earlier, it's expensive urine. You're talking about your water soluble vitamins. So they are not stored in your body. So what happens is when you take a water soluble vitamin, it basically is used by your body there and then. And if you don't need it, so then you will excrete it. Okay. If you take A, D, E and K, they're your four um, fat soluble vitamins. If you take them, they're going to be stored in your body. So you can actually overdose on those particular four vitamins. And a vitamin A overdose is horrible. Yeah, vitamin A, D, E and K. Like I just, ADEC, just people remember that because you have to remember that there's vitamin D in super milk. I was actually looking at the container this morning as I was filling my child's bowl with cereal and a 250 ml glass of vitamin or of super milk contains five micrograms of vitamin D, which is great because, you know, and I have all this on my charts, a child from one to four years of age, that's the recommended HSE amount for them to take. It does go up then between five and 11 years to 10 micrograms and all adults should be taking 15 micrograms of vitamin D. So definitely one to look at and we have these obviously all available. But other than the basic vitamin D, you've got to think about groups like women who maybe are low in iron, um, you know, if they've got a heavy menstrual cycle or whatever. Also, any woman of a childbearing age. Does a heavy cycle cause iron deficiency? Yeah, it can do. So heavy periods can be, you know, can result in anemia, basically. And it's the same for folic acid. Any woman of a childbearing age, the HC guidance is to take folic acid. It's important to remember that there's certain synergies between vitamins. So, for example, vitamin C helps the uptake of iron, you know, and Actually, I know you had Rod's Purcell on earlier and she was talking about her vegan diet. And an interesting one for vegans out there is that B vitamins like are really important for vegans to take. And these, again, are water soluble ones, but they are mostly present in animal based produce. So now I have to say vegans and vegetarians generally tend to be really well informed on their dietary requirements. So, you know, it's just more to point that out to someone who's thinking about it. Interesting question. Anton, could you please ask, is vitamin D3 the same thing as vitamin D? 
Yeah, so there are different forms of each of the vitamins. So, for example, with vitamin A, you'll sometimes hear different forms, like it'll be called called beta-carotene. So that's a form of vitamin A. And B always gets B12 attached to it. Well... There are actually, and this is why the chart, you're, I was writing it going, this is embarrassing. There's vitamin B1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and then 12. And actually, they all have other names. Like it's an 08, 9, 10, and 11. <laughs> I, I mean, if you look hard enough, you'll probably find them. But for example, like vitamin B1 is thymine. Vitamin B2 is riboflavin. So I think this chart is really good for people just to have to translate what it says on the back of their packs. And then there's a whole other piece around which brand and I'm a pharmacist so and I'm a business owner and so I always try I've made clear on the podcast that I've done on this I've done two one explaining the need for vitamins and the other explaining the brands but I always try and say like while I'm biased as a community pharmacist in that I have a knowledge of healthcare I sell all of the different brands. I really don't care. What I'm trying to help you do is pick the best one for you and your family. Because presumably as well, it's like generics. The, the core ingredient, if it says B12, it's B12. It doesn't yes. matter who so, makes it. And Exactly. But the thing is to look at how much they have. So you can have a product that has a gazillion ingredients on the back, but it has less to nothing of of the ingredients in it. You mentioned the day job being a pharmacist. Before I let you go, one thing I wanted to ask you about, the Irish Times reporting that 4,000 seriously ill patients may be unable to access potentially life-saving medicines because of a government decision about funding for new drugs in last week's budget. And this includes 23 medicines that are going through uh, an approval process for everything ranging from cardiovascular diseases to musculoskeletal diseases for uh, children. Are you worried by that report? I'm very worried and I think it's been widely spoken about that the budget didn't deliver any major blows on first glance. But as we dive into it, it becomes more and more apparent that healthcare has been completely forgotten. I know that the, you know, the oncologists are really concerned about this. It's hard for them to do their job to try and safeguard patient health when they're not being able to, you know, prescribe the most suitable medication. And I know even on a community pharmacy level, I mean, we have Minister Donnelly coming to the Irish Pharmacy Union address on at the weekend in Johnston House and like (laughs) I'm worried about what he's going to say to us because we keep getting empty fake promises and a lack of delivery to enable us to do our job better on everything from fee structure to advanced services. So I'm not shocked and that saddens me that, you know, there's further disappointment. Sheena, thank you. That is Sheena Mitchell, pharmacist and founder of the Health Podcast at wondercare.ie and that's The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.